Welcome to First Do No Harm. I'm your host, of course, Jamie. We're going to skip the intros because I feel like this is kind of an important topic. It's not really one that's controversial and it's not about spreading kindness. It's about protecting you and it's also about protecting your community. It is important for you to note that today is March 5th, 2020. One of the reasons that you need to note this is because a lot continues to change with the coronavirus, and that is what we are talking about today and conquering today. This is going to be a two-part series. There's just a lot of content, so let's get started. We're going to chat about the novel coronavirus. So unless you've been living under a rock, I'm sure you've heard of it. Novel uh, just stands for new. Now, the coronavirus is also referred to as COVID-19. CO stands for corona, VI stands for virus, D stands for disease, and 19 is the year that it was discovered. Before we get to the meat and potatoes, first of all, you need to know who to trust on this information on the coronavirus or COVID-19. There's a lot of mal and misinformation on this disease, on this virus. One person that continues to give us wrong information and not to be political is our president. So while you may not have a lot of time on your hands, if you hear the facts and it puts fear in you or concern, you may want to double check the facts that you hear from him. Places that you can go that are trustworthy are the CDC, that is the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Also, another great trusted source is the World Health Organization. These two places should be your first go-tos to find out any information on this besides this podcast because that is who I am utilizing. I also tend to trust a lot of .edu's. So if you have Harvard Medicine or you have Mayo Clinic and it's associated with a .edu address and they have information, chances are they are a trusted site. But again, if you can, go ahead and check it back with the CDC or the World Health Organization. COVID-19, what is this thing? It is a new coronavirus and it has not been previously identified. The virus that is causing the coronavirus disease 2019 is not the same as the coronaviruses that commonly circulate among humans and cause mild illness like the common cold. Although it is similar to it and it seems to be a different strain, it is not the same. First of all, what are the symptoms? Per the World Health Organization, the most common symptoms are fever, tiredness, and dry cough. Some people may have aches and pains. They may have nasal congestion, a runny nose, sore throat, or diarrhea. These symptoms are usually mild and they begin gradually. Some people become infected, but they don't develop any symptoms and they don't feel unwell. Most people right now, about 80% recover from the disease without needing special treatment, which is Wonderful information right now. Very hopeful. Around one out of every six people who get COVID-19 become seriously ill and they develop difficulty breathing. 
Who are the people that are most at risk right now for COVID-19? Those people are older people. They are the ones that have underlying medical problems like high blood pressure, heart problems, or diabetes. People with a fever, cough, and difficulty breathing should seek medical attention. Another important fact while we're talking about symptoms is to know that if you've been exposed to the coronavirus, then your symptoms may appear anywhere from two days to 14 days after you've been exposed. Coronaviruses are a large family of viruses. Some coronaviruses cause cold-like illnesses in people. Others cause illness in certain types of animals, such as cattle, camels, and bats. Rarely, animal coronaviruses can spread to people. This happened with the SARS and the MERS. I don't know if you guys remember that. The virus that causes COVID-19 likely also originated in an animal and spread to humans. The coronavirus that is most similar to the virus causing COVID-19 is SARS. There is an ongoing investigation to learn more. The situation is changing. The information will be updated per the CDC as it becomes available. So check back. Keep your knowledge up to date. Okay, so we definitely want to know how does the virus spread, right? Because you don't want to catch it. This virus, as you probably know, was first detected in Wuhan City in China. The first infections were linked to a live animal market, but the virus is now spreading from person to person. So it's really important that you know that person to person spread can happen on a continuum. Some viruses are highly contagious like the measles, and some viruses are not as contagious. The virus that causes COVID-19 seems to be spreading really easily, and it has sustainability in the community. So someone who is actively sick with COVID-19 can spread the illness to others. That's why CDC recommends that these patients be isolated either in the hospital or at home, depending on how sick they are until they're better and no longer pose a risk of infecting others. This goes against what the President of the United States said, that if you have signs and symptoms of this, that you can still go to work, you can still go to school, you can still go out in public, you can still use public transportation. This is not acceptable at all. If you have the symptoms, I know it's difficult. Call in. Don't go. Don't expose people. Don't take the risk. Let's talk about preventing the spread in multiple places that you will have to deal with. And we're going to start with getting your household ready for it. This comes from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, the CDC.gov. Because a COVID outbreak 19 could last for a long time in your community, you need to make a plan for it. Depending on the severity of the outbreak, public health officials may recommend community actions designed to keep people healthy, reduce the exposure to COVID-19, and slow and spread the disease. So let's create a household plan of action. First of all, you need to talk with people who need to be included in your plan. 
meet with your household members, other relatives, your friends, to discuss what you plan to do if an outbreak occurs and what each person will need to do or what their needs may be. You need to plan ways to care for those who might be at a greater risk for serious complications. We went over that a little bit ago, but there is listed information about who may be at risk for severe complications from COVID-19 illness that I will include the link into the show notes, or you could find it at the CDC. You can Google it um, if you don't feel like going to the link that I will provide on the page as well in the show notes. From the data that are available from COVID-19 patients, as well as from the data for related coronaviruses, such as SARS and MERS, it is possible that older adults and persons who have underlying chronic medical conditions may be at risk for more serious complications. Early data suggest older people are more likely to have the serious illness. If you or your household members are at an increased risk for it, Please consult with your health care provider for more information about monitoring your health for symptoms suggested of COVID-19. CDC will recommend actions to help keep people who are at high risk for complications healthy if a COVID-19 outbreak occurs in your community. Another thing that you need to do that I don't know that I'm going to have to do myself, get to know your neighbors. You need to talk with your neighbors about emergency planning. If your neighborhood has a website or a social media page, consider joining it to maintain access to neighborhoods, information, and resources. This is a phenomenal idea because in my neighborhood, we have an online resource that we communicate if someone has a break-in or there's been suspicious activity around the homes. Um, this, This would be a wonderful way to go about helping your community. Okay, the next thing you need to do, you need to identify aid organizations in your community. Create a list of local organizations that you and your household can contact in the event that you need access to information, health services, support, and resources. I mean, we hope for the best, but plan for the worst, right? So may as well that when time comes... And though we're hoping it's it's not going to hit us, but somehow it does. Your kid comes home with it, your spouse comes home with it, and here you are. But you know what you're going to have from listening to this podcast? You are going to have a list of organizations for where you live that you can get in touch with that's going to be able to help you out exactly where you are. So this information needs to include healthcare services support, and resources. Consider including organizations that provide mental health or counseling services, food, and other services. You also need to create an emergency contact list. This is never bad to have in your home. Ensure your household has a current list of emergency contacts for family, friends, neighbors, carpool drivers, Healthcare providers, teachers, employers, the local public health department, 
and other community resources. So while you're at home, practice everyday preventative actions now. This is something that is knocking at our door. We have several deaths now in our country. We have other people that are here with it. And we know that it seems to be pretty contagious. Remind everyone in your household of the importance of practicing everyday prevention actions that can help prevent the spread of respiratory illnesses. So that means avoid close contact with people who are sick. You also need to stay home if you are sick unless you're going to get medical care. You need to cover your coughs and sneezes with a tissue. This is transmitted per droplets. So the droplets that are inside of you, they are contaminated. And when you sneeze, they land on the surfaces of other people. They land on hands, hands touch surfaces. And then those people will end up wiping their nose. They may have something in their eye. They may put a piece of bubble gum in their mouth. It's easy to get contaminated. So when you cover your coughs and sneeze, cover it either with a tissue or take your arm, cross it across your body in front of your mouth, and see how your face ends up in the nook of your elbow? Sneeze into that. That's what we have to do as healthcare professionals. We sneeze into our elbows. It drastically cuts down giving whatever crud is going on with us to other people. That is a great way to stop it. You also need to clean frequently surfaces and objects every day. That includes tables, countertops, light switches, doorknobs, cabinet handles, and regular household detergent and water. If your surfaces are dirty, they should be cleaned using detergent and water prior to disinfectant. For disinfectant, a focal list of Environmental Protection Agency approved emerging viral pathogen claims maintain the American Chemistry Council Center for Biocide Chemistries, CBC, is available at novel coronavirus fighting products. Always follow the manufacturer's instructions for cleaning and disinfecting products. If any of you want that list, just let me know. It is a very large list of cleaning products that are great to use. Um, I will be happy to send it. I may even send it out an email. So if you are subscribed to the first do no harm email, I'll be happy to send this out in the email. It's a good piece. But it comes from like Sani Prime, Germicidal Spray, Clorox Healthcare, Bleach Germicidal Clean Sprayer. It's a lot. It's a lot of content on here. A couple pages worth, actually. So 
yeah, I'll definitely get this to you, most likely in the email. So if you are not signed up for the email list to get things like this, go to my website, www.hopeforhumankindness.com. You should be able to find a tab, maybe it's the podcast tab, and under that it'll say, hey, subscribe to this page or podcast or newsletter. Put your email address in there and you will get it. And if you got it late or you didn't get it at all and you want a copy, personally get in touch with me. You can get in touch with me at Jamie for Joe on Facebook, J-A-M-I, last name F-R-E-G-E-A-U on Facebook. You can also get in touch with me at the First Do No Harm podcast page on Facebook. If you follow that, I get those messages. You can also get in touch with me on Twitter. You can message me on Twitter at 1st underscore do underscore no harm. So pretty simple. 1st underscore do underscore no harm. That's my first do no harm podcast Twitter page. Or you can send me a DM through Instagram if we're friends on Instagram. Hit me up at first do. Nope, I lied. Hit me up at first dot do dot no dot harm dot podcast. So really it's first do no harm podcast with just periods between every word. It's pretty simple. And if you don't feel like you want to subscribe to get these things automatically sent to you, but you would like to have me send you a copy of this information um, and also let me know if you want me to send you a personal copy of today's notes with the links included, please do that. That's what I'm here for. My Gmail account is... 1st, the number one, 1st, do no harm, dot podcast at gmail.com. So one more time is 1st, do no harm, and those are all squished together, dot podcast at gmail.com. So now if you need this information... Or if you need information in a week, you know how to get in touch with me. And I will give you the most up-to-date knowledge as possible. Okay, so since we created our household plan, now we need to practice good personal health habits and plan for home-based actions. You need to practice every day to prevent the actions now while you're not sick. Remind everyone in your household of the importance of practicing everyday preventative actions that can help prevent the spread of respiratory illnesses. That includes avoiding close contact with people who are sick. Stay home when you are sick 
except you go out to get medical care. All right. Another good one under that category is to wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. And I think that's the one where you sing happy birthday twice is a good thing to just not be bored while you wash your hands. Especially after you've gone to the bathroom, before you eat, after blowing your nose, after you cough, which you shouldn't be doing in your hands, or sneezing. If soap and water are not readily available, that's our number one choice, is the best option. But if it's not readily available, you can use hand sanitizer. I've heard people out here saying that hand sanitizer is an antimicrobial and it doesn't help. I think they forget that hand sanitizer kills if it contains at least 60% alcohol. That's what you need to look out for on your hand sanitizer. Make sure it has at least 60% alcohol. That's what starts destroying those viruses. And of course, of course, always wash your hands with soap and water if your hands are visibly dirty. And while we're making plans, choose a room in your home that can be used to separate sick household members from those who are healthy. God forbid it comes down to that. But if it does, we have a plan in place, right? You want to identify a separate bathroom for the sick people to use if possible. Plan to clean these rooms as needed when someone's sick. You also need to be prepared if your child's school or child care facility is temporarily dismissed. Learn about the emergency operations plan at your child's school or child care facility. During a COVID-19 outbreak in your community, Local public health officials may recommend temporary school dismissals to help slow the spread of the illness. School authorities may also decide to dismiss school if too many students or staff are absent. Understand the plan for continuing education and social services, such as student meal programs, during your school dismissals. If your child attends a college or university, encourage them to learn about the school's plan for the COVID-19 outbreak. Let's plan for your potential work changes at your workplace. You need to learn about your employer's emergency operations plan. Discuss sick leave policies and telework options for workers who are sick or who need to stay home to care for sick household members. So learn how businesses and employers can plan and respond to COVID-19. So now, what happens? COVID-19 is suddenly an outbreak in your community. You have to act. During an outbreak in your community, protect yourself and protect others. You're going to do this by staying home from work, from school, and all activities when you're sick with COVID-19 symptoms, which may include fever, cough, and difficulty breathing. This again goes against what Donald Trump recently told us. The CDC says stay home when you have the symptoms. They know. You also want to keep away from those who are sick. 
and you want to limit close contact with others as much as possible, and the magic number right now is six feet. Figure out how far of a distance that is from person to person. It feels kind of far away. You also need to put your household plan into action. So stay informed with the local COVID-19 situation. Get up-to-date information about local COVID-19 activity from public health officials. Be aware of temporary school dismissals in your area because this could affect your household's daily routine. Shocker, I'm going to tell you again to stay home. So stay home if you're sick. Stay home if you have COVID-19 symptoms. Again and again, I say. So don't go to school. Don't go to work. Let's not spread it. If your children are in the care of others, urge caregivers to watch for COVID-19 symptoms. Continue practicing everyday actions. The everyday action is not to put a mask on. The everyday action is to cover your coughs and sneezes with a tissue or your elbow. I prefer the elbow. And wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear virus. Happy birthday to you. That's one time. One more. If soap and water are not available, use a hand sanitizer that contains 60% alcohol. Clean frequently touched surfaces and objects daily using a regular household detergent and water, which you will have the list of. Use the separate room and bathroom you've prepared for sick household members if you can. I'll also provide a link that you can learn how to care for someone with COVID-19 at home. You want to avoid sharing personal items like food and drinks. Provide your sick household members with clean, disposable face masks. So here we go. The face masks now come into effect. If you noticed, no time before this did we say when you're out in the community that you need to make sure that you have an N95 or surgical mask on. That was never mentioned. But if your family member is sick, your family member should be provided with a clean, disposable face mask that they can wear at home. And this will help prevent the spread of COVID-19. And you also want to clean the sick room and bathrooms as needed. And stay in touch with others by the phone and email. If you live alone and you become sick, you may need help. You have a chronic medical condition and you live alone, ask family, friends, healthcare providers to check on you during this outbreak. Stay in touch with family and friends and with chronic medical conditions. Take care of the emotional health of your household members. This is a scary thing. So outbreaks can be stressful for adults and children and I'm sure you know, children respond differently to stressful situations than adults. Talk with them about the outbreak. Try to stay calm and reassure them that they're safe. Well, and of course, you want to know, how do you take steps to protect your children during an outbreak? If your child or children become sick with it, 
notify their child care facility or school. Talk with the teachers about the classroom assignments and activities they can do from home to keep up with their schoolwork. They want to keep track of school dismissals in your community. Read or watch local media sources that report school dismissals. If schools are dismissed temporarily, use alternative child care arrangements if needed. Discourage children and teens from gathering in other public places while school is dismissed to help slow the spread of COVID-19 in the community. And once it's over in your community, you can evaluate the effectiveness of your house's plan of action. Discuss and note the lessons that you learn. What, what went well? What resources do you wish that you had that you thought that you needed? Participate in community discussions about emergency planning. This is very helpful. Continue to practice everyday preventative actions. Take care of the emotional health of your household members. Make time to unwind and remind yourself that strong feelings will fade. Take breaks from watching, reading, or listening to the news stories about COVID-19. Connect with family members and share your concerns with how you're feeling with others. And help your child or children cope with after the outbreak. Provide children with opportunities to talk about what they went through or what they think about it. Encourage them to share concern and ask questions because parents, teachers, and other adults see children in different situations. It's important for them to work together to share information about how each child is coping after the outbreak. Here we are at the end. Hopefully you feel like you've gained a little bit of knowledge about what to expect, what the symptoms are, who are the ones that are at high risk, and also ways in which you can get your family and your household prepared in case this does come to your home. On Saturday, I will be putting out another podcast part two to this, where we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the differences between the coronavirus and the flu. We are going to talk about vaccines. When are those becoming available? Rumors about it ending in April. Is it even real or is it just a hoax like our president said that the Democrats made? What what are the truthful answers? How many people have died? How many cases? What's the percentage? And how infectious is this? And I'm also going to have, you know what, a little game like I love with fact versus fiction for the COVID-19. And we will see how you do. So if you take nothing away, wash your hands, cough into a tissue or into your elbow, wash your hands. And I will talk to you in two days. Stay safe and stay well.